All right, welcome back. And another episode, Curtis. And uh, I've, I've heard some people, they want us to get a little uh, intro music or a little intro theme song. So I'll work on that in the next few weeks. Okay, yeah, a little and, production and, value. Yeah, so we'll, we'll, you know, this is a, a low, low, low budget podcast. So we're getting up there. Yeah, definitely uh, doing it out of uh, low for low style. Yes, we got a few uh, microphones that I'm going to try to expense from the press box uh, um, account. I'll have to get that through through the Professor G first. Man, he could be pretty tough with that stuff, yeah. but uh, yeah, maybe maybe he'll see the uh, potential in this and fork over a little cash. Yeah, that, that, that could be good. But before we get into Sunday's program, which is the Robert or their kindergarten Petri Krause, so this week we're going to focus on Sunday's card instead of Saturday's. Yeah. So we're going to be able to, we're recording this on Friday, about two hours before Friday's races, but we're going to get it out of the way and, and talk about Sunday's card and hopefully have this up for a day and a half ahead of time, and hopefully we have a give people a, a bit more time to listen to the podcast. But before we do that, <clears throat> I think you've got uh, some apologies for the for the award winning podcast listeners because you finally asked your dad about a horse. Hey, he kind of he kind of threw you away from the tub. He saved all the money for himself. Your dad cashed. And I'm not surprised he'd be probably he's probably already uh, counting his retirement money after last week's horse. It's kind of like when they go on TVG and they interview him <laughs> and they they, they downplay their horse's chance. That's exactly what he did to me. I, you know, he had a horse coming in from New Mexico and the horse had run in a stake. Yeah. And, you know, run a, a decent fourth there. So I thought maybe we had something to, for the people to listen to. And he tells me, "Oh, the horse is going to need a race." Well, then he goes wire to wire, dueling around the the whole way, and. Uh, I just tried to give people something and backfired on me, but don't kill the messenger. I'm telling you exactly what he told me, but uh, yeah, it didn't work out in our favor. Uh, in retrospect, if that horse needed a race, next time out, it's going to be a cinch, right? Yeah. I mean, you always, uh, we always talk about how you need a, a race at Los Al to get a, a speed sharpening, but I mean, that horse just came out and fired right away. So he should be pretty tough next time as well. Yeah, so that's good. Uh... I'm trying to think of the horse's name on the top of my head. I wish I had the peepees in front of me so we could talk about it. But that's past history. Now it's time to look forward. And I'm really excited about the Sunday's trials. We've got this how this how engraved I was in handicapping. And you two as well. Professor G caught us off guard. We tried to like he he gave us a fresh printout of the consensus. Yeah. So in the consensus, um, and we'll tweet it out. We'll tweet out a link. A uh, picture of it, and uh, is uh, top three picks for all eight trials, right? Originally, we thought it was nine. Yeah. Me and you handicapped it. Yep. Because uh, the first race is four and a half furlongs, and nine as two through ten are quarter horse events. And I assumed it was just trial. I didn't even look at the conditions after that because I was like, oh, it's trials night. Yeah. When we got into race number two, it kind of looked like the same as as all the other races. Mm -hmm. that maybe a, a few horses that have started already, but yeah, you know, it was just. Uh, you know, a nice group of two-year-olds too. I mean, it wasn't wasn't no, any, any chump change yeah. in there. So I, I figured that was just the way we're going to kick off the kindergarten trials. Yeah, and it's actually a maiden event. So race two is maidens, but a few of these have have a uh, actually one of them has started. In a few. That's why I thought it was a trial because all but one of them are first time starters. Like all all six of the seven are first time starters. So on top of like, I didn't even read the condition because I was, I just assumed it was a trial, but. Professor G corrected us. Yeah. He's like, what are you guys 
What are you guys yeah, talking we, about? We, we thought he was wrong and that yeah. he didn't list the first race on the consensus. But uh, uh, thank you to the professor yes. for, uh, for telling us that. But, you know, don't worry. It's still We still handicapped it yeah. just the same as any other yeah. race. So we're safe. Eight trials, a total of 10 races on Sunday night. And the consensus includes Mr. Ed Burkhart, uh, the hitman, uh, Curtis Reese, Chris Wade, George Duarte, Quarters GD on Twitter, um, Professor G, a.k.a. Orlando Gutierrez, and uh, myself. Uh, so we got six, uh, six, guys, six guys buying for the belt. Where's the belt? There's a, there's a uh, belt here. Unfortunately, it's down in the professor's corner. Oh. You know, I, I went four and two against him last year, but he, he has this knack uh -huh. of winning the two million. And so the belt is usually down at my end. But then he wins the two million, and, and he stays there for months. Yeah, so for everybody months. thinks that he's the one that holds the belt sure. all year long. Yeah, so the, the belt is in uh, Professor G's corner. Uh, so he's at, he has good luck in the two million then. Definitely, yeah. yeah. He, he does pretty good on that, and I would say his uh, other best one is Cal Champions Night. Okay. I love that night. That but I, I think he has a little bit of inside information since he goes down <laughs> and interviews all yes. the barns, mm -hmm. and, and he can get down there and see horses uh, – how they're doing, and, and he usually brings some uh, some long shots. So he does pretty well in that. And one. by the way, we we know uh, we know that your nickname, the Hitman, listed on the consensus because of the best there is, the best there was, the best there oh, ever man. will be. Your oh, favorite, uh, but Professor G, how did your uh, nickname Professor G originate? Uh, as as far as I know, that's just uh, he had to come up with something. Brad oh, oh, really? We're getting word Brad McKenzie, uh, the late great, yeah who uh, passed away last year. He actually gave uh, Orlando oh. uh, his moniker there. So. Is, is, uh, was there a specific event, Orlando? Ah, <laughs> oh, okay. Okay, <laughs> I see that. I see it now. All right, just because you, you might have heard that. The microphone's picking up pretty well, but because of his brainy looks. Would you agree? Uh, I don't think he's got a brain in his head, <laughs> but uh, I'm coming for that belt. It's Ooh. coming back to Equibase Corner, That's away from marketing publicity. Uh, where it rightfully belongs. And, uh, and by the way, we went through the consensus, and there's no horse in all eight trials that get all six selections on top. So none none of us agree on one horse, and there's no other horse gets even five out of six. So I think the trials are pretty pretty wide open. Yeah, I think that's a testament from what we've seen so far this year in the two-year-old season. There hasn't been really um, – any real fast time. They've all kind of been in the 55s, you know, and 60s of the impressive horses. Yeah. Uh, nobody's really blown us away. So uh, it's definitely competitive. Uh, nobody's uh, going to be one to five in any race. So there's some good betting races. Yeah, I agree. Uh, this also speaks to, to just cleaner racing overall. You start some more consistency, and these serials uh, have run pretty well. I think the, there have been some flashy winners, but not some crazy fast times. And I think that, that speaks well. For, for the horses on the ground. But I do agree that this year's crop, this year's uh, full crop, we're going to have a strong class, I believe. I think there's going to be a strong class throughout the year. Um, and then there's going to be the first few treaty trials of the year. And uh, before we get into the trials, let's uh, let's take a little bit of business uh, care. Let's take care of a little bit of business here with race number one, which is going to be a thoroughbred event, four and a half furlongs. We got a field of seven. And, um, I went to Ultimate Game just because I had picked this horse last time. Um, got scratched. Did you? Do you remember why it was scratched? Was uh, I think it was a bad scratch. I think it was right. Yeah. 
and then and then he's come back now. But uh, yeah, mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure it was a vet scratch last time, but he was he was pretty live in that race as well. Yeah, there's not a ton of speed in here. Uh, the main contender is going to be my project girl on the outside, and that horse uh, is more of an off the pace kind of runner. So if if who loves Eddie the two doesn't show that 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 good improved speed for Craig Mile. I'm thinking ultimate game can take him gate to wire. And uh, I'm probably just going to single off the bat. I'm going to go all in here on the game in the pick four and see and see what happens. But obviously, the outside runner there, um, my project girl is a main threat. Yeah, the seven looks tough uh, as a closer there if the six and the two uh, get hooked up early. I did go with the two horse who loves Eddie uh, just because ultimate game got uh, scratched, as we said before. Yeah. Uh, if this horse isn't ready to, to fire back, uh, or maybe it gets scratched again. Who knows? Uh, if that's the case, then Who Loves Eddie could be out there on the lead. One thing I don't like about this horse uh, is it's a three-year-old filly facing older. But uh, definitely uh, Keith Craigmo improved this horse off Art Sherman last time and had a pretty nice win first time out. Another horse I really liked was the three Justice Rules uh, for Elmer January. Uh, I'm looking for that one as a price play. Uh, it's got to contend with my project girl um, for the closing spot. They stepped this horse up to the 5,000 level, and uh, we saw Callie Mesa under yeah. the same connections mm -hmm. uh, fire last time, and, and Callie McDade brought that horse to a big price, so I'm hoping she can pick up the pre uh, pieces. Yeah, just as rule is going to be 8-1 to one on the morning line, first off the claim. Adds the blinkers, and we've seen Kelly McDade and Elmer January first off the claim win. I want to say last Saturday? Might have been last yeah, Saturday. Yeah, I think it was last week. Yeah, for sure last week, but... Ultimate game, uh, five to two on the morning line. I'll take that and see if we can get home. Race number two, uh, maintenance going 300 yards, and all but one of the runners are first time starters. The only experienced runner is going to be Transcend on the outside for Scott Willoughby, who is your eight to five morning line favorite. Finish a good second behind our runaway winner there in Bell Check. I just gave this horse uh, the edge because. The experience, the outside post, and uh, and the good run there past the wire. A good check mark to the seven, but obviously the six there. Teller, Teller he's famous. Worked well as got worked well on twelve thirty on April tenth. Seven six is probably be my top two. Who did you like here? Yeah, I just went with six and seven as well. Uh, Transcend looks pretty tough there on the outside. Uh, just had to run against a runaway winner there and bail check. Broken him up at the start and, and finished out a pretty nice second, bested the rest, and draws the outside again. I went with the number six on top, though. Tell her uh, he's famous mm -hmm. for Paul Jones. I thought this horse had a really nice improved work there on April 10th. Uh, worked with a pretty good horse, Dynasty Inferno, who had trouble in the first out. So uh, we don't really know what that one has in store, but I like the post draw, and uh, Ulysses tends to break out on these horses on the outside, so should have a clear path. And uh, maybe get a little upset here in a second. Yeah, uh, Tiller, he's famous, worked in company there on April 10th. Was in the outside, kind of broke in and drifted in in the work. But was tapped once and then finished with a nice stride there to finish just second by head to to the workmate. But I thought it was a good a good work considering the competition in this field. Uh, the two Blaine uh, worked 1230 as well. I don't know if I'm going to get a price, but maybe the four there. Handsome Jackie Brown. I thought it was a horse that, that could maybe pop up at a price for Juan Alleman. And uh, owner breeder Bobby Simmons, Bobby Simmons uh, with Jackie Brown as well. So uh, 764 for me, probably the four reaching if you're looking for a price uh, underneath. 
Yeah, I went six, seven, five, uh, just because Christopher Odell has nice numbers for first-time starters. But uh, the works really weren't that strong. But again, he works them slow, so maybe this horse can break a little better, and they can really uh, let this thing air out. Uh, maybe a nice upset at eight to one. Yeah, that's going to be the early double on Sunday night. And now we begin uh, the Robert uh, there kindergarten futurity trials. First division will go in race number three. Got a field of eight. And we mentioned 300 yards will be the distance for all of these trials. And I, I went to the three here. Book of Matches, John Cooper, Cesar Diaba. Um, and while we give our picks, why don't we also give out the, the consensus picks? So maybe we can uh, go through them really quick. So I gave Book of Matches a check mark. I thought it was a much troubled trip um, and really showed some run past the wire. So I'll pick the three on top. I went with the four, uh, just motions. This horse uh, veered in and bumped at the start uh, in its first out, but it rallied really nicely to one berry and quick to royalty. But I think that's going to be a really uh, productive race. Quick to royalties in the seven path here. So I was going to have to run against this this uh, opponent again, but I think this horse is finishing better and uh, with a better start, I uh, can get the win. Yeah, so uh, that's going to be the three for me. Uh, second choice for me, Corona Crush. Did you like this one a little bit? I liked him from the rail. Just missed last time out, finished fourth by a neck against uh, Stevie B. Flash of Cash, who runs in the power trial of the night, mm -hmm. if I remember correctly. So uh, maybe the inside post could this one it could have this one improved. Four to one there along the inside for Johnny Rodriguez. Yeah, I also thought the Corona Crush uh, was pretty good. But the only thing I don't like is that it, it drew the rail. I tend to stay away from those horses mm -hmm. on trial night. But, you know, some end up loving it. You know, you see horses like Jay fire up and, you know, apolitical jest, those horses, some some really take yeah. to it. So who knows? I mean, this horse really gamed throughout last time and did have some trouble and only uh, finished a neck behind Stevie B, Flash of Cash. So uh, definitely has a chance. Well, we do agree. I think it's a horse underneath. Uh, I think on the seven quick royalty. Uh, Jesus Ayala, Paul Jones. This horse was the betting favorite against one Berry, uh, who I want to say is for Felix Gonzalez, right? Yeah, yes. yeah, one Berry. So, yeah, and this one finished the game second there by a head. Had worked in 12-10 and 12-30 before that. So, kind of think this horse has every right to improve. Yeah, Quick to Royalty uh, had worked very strong before that. I thought it was probably Paul's second best two year old. Mm -hmm. And dueled throughout. All the way with one berry who uh, is at a blackberry check and she always drops yeah. like really quick winners and uh so I, I tend to go with a lot of quick breaking horses uh in these kindergarten trials because you want to get the horses that have already figured it out mm -hmm. early yeah. and you know sometimes horses need a little bit more ground and, and a little bit more maturing but early on in, in this and the edberg million these type of fraternities i like the quick breakers and i also like the seven post for quick royalty so it uh, should be pretty tough in here all right to recap for myself, 317 for you. 473. All right, that's race number three, the first trial. And speaking of good mares, obviously, Black Larry Check, we would love to own a mare like that. How about Remember Me Rose? Just keeps throwing runners right? uh, uh, year after year. I mean, last year, I think she had four winners, I, I think. And uh, the most important of all was uh, the Revenant. Mm -hmm. And comes back, and Paul Jones has a really nice runner in Monster Hand. And then uh, and Crystal Dell, a Crystal powerful Del. favorite. Yeah. So. And they both are runners. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're not talking about uh, <laughs> Just the winners, yeah, no. So far, these horses look like uh, legit contenders uh, for the fraternities down the road. That's a gold mine of a man right now going strong in Remember Me, Rose. All right, on to the second trial of the night. 300 yards of the distance again, and we have another 
field of eight. And I, I, I was pretty high on this horse in the debut, and I made him a lock of the night. And I'm going to come right back to him, and that'll be the eight butt break on the outside from Monte Arosa. I like how professionally he looked in the working workout, and then he came back and won the debut nicely as well there, finishing in 50, 56, uh, just ahead of uh, the highly regarded Coleman, 47. Yeah. So I'll go with the eight on top uh, here in race number four. I went with the four, Fast Amanda Rose for uh, AG High. Uh, this horse was coming off a, a really nice work of 12-10. What I really liked about this horse was that uh, the one horse she beat, One Way Woman, uh, this horse really flew out of the gate, yeah. and this horse is rolled right on by. I, I thought this was probably uh, my second most impressive race that, that I've seen so far out of the two-year-olds. I just thought she really accelerated and, and passed this horse really easy, and uh, – Eight to five here, deservingly in the fourth. And she's easily a horse that I would write down as longer distance equals good because yeah. she just she leveled out with such big strides past the wire that you think this horse is going to love three fifty and and the distance is getting longer. So I do agree. Fast Amanda Rose is my second choice. I gave the third choice here to Striver, who this horse could have easily threw in the towel. This horse kept on fighting there, broke great uh, and ran straight and just missed in a very tough beat there. In 1557, that kind of effort wins a lot of <laughs> two-year-old events. Yeah. We just had to set up for the minor placings there. You're not going to get 13 to 1 on this one. Uh, it's going to get some play. And I want to see. Let me look at the morning night. I don't have it in my PVs. 3 to 1. 3 yeah, to 1. 3 to 1. So 8-4-6 for me. What do you mean? I went uh, with the two horse okay. uh, in third. I like my chances. I just thought this horse uh, ran a pretty good second to the horses we were talking about before, Stevie Flash of Cash. I uh, just thought he finished out nicely after a bad start. And I think uh, being away uh, down towards the inside can help this horse out and just get a clean start. He should be there. And I think that's going to be a very productive uh, a race uh, as far as uh, maybe down the road. I think Stevie B, Flash of Cash, that race, uh, I would say probably top four runners uh, could, could run, can run a little bit. So 8-4-6 for me. 4-8-2. 4-8-2 for you. All right, that's race number four. Race Number five, the third trial of the night. Top to bottom, uh, this is one one race where you've got three or four runners that you can make a case for. I ultimately went to the two, Conqueror and Marie. Uh, was this this was the first two year old race of the the season? I, I want to say, I believe so. Right? Yeah. Yeah, and she was she delivered like she was impressive as can be there in fifteen sixty nine. Actually, it was uh, SC Coronado was the first. Okay, and th yeah. but this was a stablemate, if I remember correctly. Yeah, yeah. Actually, the workmate also. Yeah, the so, workmate. Uh, yeah. Robbins uh, came out firing. Those yeah, first two-year-old race. Yeah, so conquering Marie there, getting the job done in fifteen sixty-nine. I just like how 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 strong uh, she looked late crossing the wire. Uh, she's eight to five on the morning line. She's gonna get my top choice here. Yeah, the horse didn't really even break that well, and uh, just really powered away nicely. Uh, over the horse we just spoke about, like his chances. So um, I, I thought this was one of the best two-year-olds I had seen, along with SC Coronada. Mm -hmm. So I, I gave a check mark to this one as well. Uh, another one here that should be pretty tough. I think you're getting a very good price on is one Barry, uh, who we spoke about mm -hmm. uh, for Felix Gonzalez. I mean, this is a, pr a very quick horse. Yes. So, I mean, you're definitely going to get your money's worth. Yeah. For this. Uh, probably going to have to hold off conquering Marie late. But uh, definitely uh, looks to be the, the strongest breaker in the field, I think. And uh, she's bred to win early. And uh, I'm looking at the consensus right now. 
and we gave you some false information early on. We five of the six of us actually agree on conquering Marie. Oh, okay. Yeah. So there is a horse. We five of us agree. Yeah, definitely deserving. Yeah. She 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 looks strong. The only one that doesn't agree is Quarter GD George. He gives the checkmark to O L O L L O L to the four there, who we have as as our third choice. You have him as your third choice as well. So me and you actually agree top to bottom in this event. Yeah, LOL is kind of the, the sleeper horse uh, from from the first works. Uh, just looked to level off nicely. And in the first uh, outing there against Fave Prystone, I uh, got bumped around but uh, looked to be just loaded late, really came on strong. Uh, I, I wish I got a little better price. I wish one berry and LOL were flipped. Maybe yeah. LOL was 5-1 to one and one berry 3-1. to one, But, you know, Berg's very tough. Yes. They, nothing gets by him. But, yeah, the number four LOL uh, – very strong contender. Here. I, I don't think uh, I, I don't think people are going to get five to one on Winbury. She was too good in debut. There's the breeding. Uh, there's a good the good win. The time is slow on paper, but I think she's she's talented as well. So five to one on the morning nine on Winbury, three to one on LL, and uh, eight to five on Conquering. But I do expect the, the seven to get better bit here in race number five. Yeah, pretty good uh, betting race there. Uh, I look for Conquering Me, to, uh, Conquering Marita, to be victorious in that one. I, I think she'll be uh, one of my strongest qualifiers. And that's going to be the first leg of the pick six race number six. Now is the middle part of the card, and do we have the mid card double? Mm, it might be in the next one. Not in my PPG. We had it in the. It started in the fifth. Okay, so there's a. All right, mid-card double in race five and also the pick six in race five. All right. So it is race number six, um, field of eight here. Uh, and your morning night favorite is the SC Coronada, who we were talking about there earlier. Just slightly your morning yeah. night favorite. Seven to five there off of that. A good maiden win and 15.53. Visually impressive. Um, really controlled the race from the beginning and went strong. And then tack me up, kind of broke on top as well, but kind of finished visually more impressive to my eye uh, in 1560. So Essie Coronado, 7-5, tack me up, 8-5. to five. I gave the check mark to the 5, but it's 5-2-5 two, two, five either way. I think those. I think this is going to be the most uh, kind of match race type of uh, trial we have. Yeah, these two are pretty hard to separate. Essie Coronado, like I said, was the first two-year-old to come out. and I'm, I mean, she set the tone for how this year was going to be. Uh, really put up a nice time of 15.53. I think that's the fastest time all year. I want to say. Uh, but definitely it was really impressive. Uh, just flew out of there and handled business. But the five tacked me up for Chris O'Dell. I mean, that horse broke pretty strong and mm -hmm. went on with it. I mean, not a lot of times you see horses win by over two lengths no. at Los Alamitos. When you draw off by a length, length and a half, that, that's usually pretty good. But yeah, this horse was definitely the most visually impressive two-year-old of the year so far. Uh, I just see it as two-five. Yeah, and then there's seven. Patty Riley is going to get my third choice there. Seven to two on the morning line for Juan Alleman. Uh, finished third behind, but breaking Coleman 47, who uh, are very highly regarded, highly regarded runners. So don't count out this uh, two-year-old gelding by eight political just out just yet because anything can happen. And this horse definitely looks like a horse that could improve. Five two seven for me. Two five seven. All right, there we go. So. Another evenly matched trial there in race number six. Race number seven here, the start of the late pick four with 10 races tonight. And we got an interesting field of seven. 
Um, you know I've liked Legally Hot since before the debut. Has yep. been a little bit had, had trouble in the debut. Drew the rail second time out. Didn't look comfortable to my eyes. Now draws the outside against a, a, a suspect field. I think if she runs back to that workout and maybe improves just a tad bit there off of that last run, she should be uh, she should be the horse to beat. So I'll give Legally Hot here my check mark. Yeah, first time out, she just reared at the start and lost all chance. And then they threw the blankers on her and was a little bit more improved, but had the rail position. You know, you never want that for two-year-olds. Gets her best draw yet here. But I thought uh, out of all the favorites, this one was probably the most susceptible. Mm -hmm. So I tried to get a price here with the six, a political pack now. Uh, just from the works, uh, I thought this horse was always finishing uh, better than looked. And in the May, uh, March 24th drill, uh, just kind of shifted out, and, but leveled off pretty well late. And then makes the first two starts and just uh, can't get a clean trip out of the gate. Broke in and bumped repeatedly, veered in, bumped start. As long as this horse uh, uh, gets a clean trip, I think it can show off that strong late kick and, and get a little price here in race seven. And you might be surprised. I didn't include the six in my top three. And because you always ask me, are, are you picking that horse? Because, you know, I was a big Chalala fan, and uh, April Little Jess, obviously a world champ, but Chalala was a rocket ship out of the yeah. game. So that's what I'm, I'm counting on maybe Chalala like breeding, uh, breeding yeah. to kick in yeah. here because <laughs> he definitely seems to have some some strong leg yes. kick. Mm -hmm. But, uh, yeah, just hasn't been able to get out of the gate. I don't know. Hopefully uh, he, he has been drawn uh, more towards the inside. Uh, gets a nice six post here and legally hot. Hasn't really caused a whole lot of problems mm. at the beginning. I mean, rear at the start. He's not going to have to worry about if that happens yeah. again. But should get a nice clean break. Here. Yeah, and the lone first time starter along the inside, Injuns Caritas, will get my my check mark there along the inside. 1220, I thought that was a good work. Worked a solo. Was asked uh, maybe two or three times there and went uh, in a handwriting 1220. Uh, I thought it was an interesting first time starter in this field loaded with experience. Top three for me, 714. I went uh, six four seven. Yeah, I think uh, all told, in, in the four hole mm -hmm, has, yeah. has a good chance. Uh, had to run against that strong race, have tacked me up, and just uh, kind of bested the rest. But horses that race evenly, they can improve. So uh, give that one a little look. Yeah, I gave all, all told as well. My third choice there was a bit sluggish out of the gate, but I thought this horse recovered nicely to pick up second. So definitely a horse that can improve. Seven one four, and then again six four seven. All right, that's race number seven. Race number eight, late pick three here on Sunday night. Um, field of eight once again. And your morning night favorite is going to be, who's it going to be? It's going to be the six horse, Coleman 47, Paul and, Jones. And this horse, this horse, one of the horses that had some buzz in the mornings in the workouts. Yeah. This horse definitely showed some talent early on. Didn't get out to the best start in the debut. And it finished there nicely to, to close for a second. Uh, right behind Bud Break for... Monte Rosa, but Paul Jones, Coleman 47, looks like the horse to be. I gave the check mark here to Pack Light, who's actually going to get the the nine to five on the morning line. Broken, but finished strong. I just like the way this filly looked to my eye, crossing the wire. Uh, but it's it's going to be another another good matchup here in trial number eight. Yeah, this is uh, kind of a toss up here for me also between the five and the six. Uh, Berger had been tweeting about Coleman 47. And Wicked Affair kind of being the top two-year-olds to watch out for. So definitely I thought this was uh, Paul's best two-year-old. And got bumped at the start and finished out nicely. Pack light, I thought, really kicked it in, say, the last 100 yards. Mm -hmm. uh, I thought that horse really took off. So it was a toss-up between uh, these two horses for me. 
you can also give a, a look to the number seven, Capital Grill, who um, broke well and was caught by Pack Light there in the debut. Yeah. Uh, but came out at the start and lugged in. Maybe if he can keep a straight path, uh, might be able to contend with the five and six, but uh, I think he's definitely right there in the third spot. Well, Capital Grill did show in that debut was gate speed. So that's, yeah. that's a good thing to have here. That's going to be for John Cooper and Cesar the Alba owner, Ronner Hartley. Uh, Moonish colors there will be in display in race uh, in number seven, Capital Grill. Five, six, three is who I picked there in race number eight. Yeah, six, five, three for me. All right. Race number nine, the start of the late double. Another field of eight. Here's where I get, uh, I make my Los Ponies long shot of the night. Um, I went to the eight propagandas here. Uh, 10 to 1 on the morning line. Very juicy price. I'm already this salivating. This was going out. I'm I will say on this one. I, I th this will definitely play more than 10 to 1. I think if so. If you can hit something. Because uh, it, pick threes, pick fours. Uh, this horse is going to play way over Yeah, that. so hopefully you, I can get every bit of that eight, uh, eight, uh, 10 to 1 and probably higher. One of the reasons what I like when I like a horse that's drawn right up, right next to who I think is going to be the favorite, mm -hmm. and that's going to be a wicked affair. This horse cannot break that one. I like the 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 way this one finished this uh, propaganda, this spice and trouble. Kind of scrambled out of the gate, got bumped, but responded nicely when the jockey asked. And this horse could have easily been second uh, if you count up all that trouble. Uh, the winner was too much that night. Tack me up, who yeah. we already talked about. But I really think this horse can improve and get Cesar Diablo on the outside. I'm going to take a shot. Propaganda at 10 1. Yeah, definitely a deserving for, for a long shot play. Has a nice post and had some trouble in the beginning. I uh, was never going to be tacking me up that night. Some second time out uh, could be tough. I went with the seven wicked affair. Uh, this was the most highly regarded yeah. two-year-old I think we had. Uh, posted bullet works each time. Uh, the only knock on this horse I can say might not break that sharp uh, in the first two works. And I think in the debut didn't yeah. break that sharp. No. Uh, when this horse kicks it in, uh, she oh, can really shit. go. Uh, Striver was out there, uh, broke really well, and Wicked Affair ran this horse down and went 15.56 for a really nice time. I went with that one on top. Yeah, Wicked Affair is going to be the horse to beat. As a third choice, I gave the three here, SC Moneymaker, the Invader, coming in from uh, uh, from Remington for Reliance Ranches, owners and breeders. Mike Robbins, the conditioner. You know, it's... It's very tough to win from the outside of Remington uh, early on in the meet. Uh, I feel like a lot of horses kind of uh, don't grab the ground for whatever it might be on the outside uh, too mm -hmm. well. So whenever you see horses that run well on the outside, I make note to really respect them maybe later down the season. And I see Moneymaker just missed there uh, by finishing third in the Oklahoma Futurity last time out. Two stars back, won the debut nicely. So this horse, the word was out. This horse can run. Yeah. Short can run. And comes in from Remington, so that's definitely another horse he is. Yeah, this horse uh, hardly even broke in the debut and really just flew late and yeah. qualified for that fraternity. And then uh, in the fraternity final there, uh, still broken and bumped, uh, but really finished gamely from the outside. And like we said, Remington, Sam Houston, I think the inside plays a little better at those. This horse is a half-brother uh, to SC Coronada, mm -hmm. another uh, highly regarded runner we already talked about yeah. from Mike Robbins, so I mean, yeah, yeah. Remember me, Rose, throwing uh, two runners, and, and we got Spit Curl Diva mm -hmm. here uh, throwing two nice runners. So, uh, definitely deserving of six to five, uh, just off qualifying for the fraternity 
and running a nice third in the final. But uh, I think it's a toss-up here between three and seven. But you're looking for that huge upset oh, on the outside. God. That's a, that's my price play of the night. That'll be propagandist on the outside. But obviously, Wicked Affair and SE Moneymaker are going to take the most of the betting. Hopefully, they do. That way, I can get a juicy price on the outside. Yeah, I don't think you have to worry about that. <laughs> All right, the final trial of the night, the eighth division. And what I like about these trials, before we get into the late one, is that usually you have that one horse that – Everybody has the their eyes on. Oh, that horse! Once that that horse posts the posts the time, uh, we're gonna get. We're waiting. That's gonna be the the marker. That's gonna be the measuring stick. Well, throughout the night, there's not that one horse that really stands out. So I think every horse is really gonna have to like run the race and and do it all out because you can't save a horse per se for the finals because it's gonna be so evenly matched. Yeah, sometimes in the in the Derby trials where we don't get that money or uh, that many for the for the uh, or Derby trials, you can see them trying to save horses. But uh, you know, in the fraternity trials, you know, you have so so many full fields. Yeah, you got to be running hard throughout. And I think what's interesting in this uh, fraternity trial is that we don't have them all the way at the beginning. We have two races in the beginning. Mm -hmm. uh, we have that thoroughbred race and the maiden race. So usually you can draw those those faster times you know and those will usually help you get into the finals but here they're, they're all going to be later on so everybody's going to have to be working yeah that's going to be fun so there's not going to be a lot of uh let's wait and see what so-and-so posts so we can measure how fast we yeah. need to go every crowd is going to matter that's going to make it for a fun night and we arrive to race number 10 the final trial of the evening and there's a horse you like a lot we talked a little bit beforehand and you yeah. mentioned that you really like cvb flash of cash i picked up picked them on top as well Tell me what you like. I like that this horse is out of a good family, and Monte Rosa has been doing really well with his two-year-olds. Uh, this horse was drawn in between and got bumped around, lugged out, you know, never really leveled off, but was doing it easy there in the end, despite all that trouble and draws the outside here. So I, I thought this was going to be my best bet of the night with five, uh, two to one on him. Yeah, you're going to draw the outside there with Stevie Blue flash of cash. I think a horse to watch could be three here. Charging Corona. Another one for Mike Robbins and Reliance Ranches. Finished third there in the debut. Uh, broke out, bumped, and got bumped hard. Uh, that's what I, what I know in my trouble trips. This horse should have easily been second there uh, be ahead of LOL on that night. So I'll go 8-3 here. Uh, in the bottom three spot, I'm Rocket Man, I think. Could be a horse to use coming out of the same trial as Butt Break in Coleman 47. Finished fourth, but uh, could improve for Valentin Zamudio. Had worked 12.40 before that race. Rock, I'm Rocket Man will probably be my third choice, so I'll go 8.37. Yeah, I had the same exact thing. I, I thought the uh, uh, debut race there for I'm Rocket Man was a pretty productive one. We talked about every single one of those runners so far. And uh, lugged in early and just finished evenly. Uh, definitely should be there in the third spot. I just like that Caesar uh, jumped off this horse and went on Stevie B Clash Cash. Uh, uh, it gives me a little more confidence. There. Yeah, and I can tell you there, Professor G agrees for the night for the for the last pick. You, myself, Professor G, and Chris Wade agree on CBB Flash of Cash for the final trial of the night. And did did we talk about did we talk about your dad not telling you that your horse? No, went? we didn't talk. All about right, so we, let's we get just in. talked about uh, my bad information. Oh, no, we, we, we've got to get in, in on this trail. I mean, we talked about uh, the 
the the kind of saving the horse that needed the race came back and won the race. Yeah. But now tell me of this because last time we had we we recorded an episode, we we're talking about your the horse you're you're a part owner you got a piece of, and you were still waiting for the horse to work and, and your dad hadn't given you an update. So what happened between now and then? So I went to uh, see his horse run at uh, Santa Anita last week and. And uh, they sent out an email for the partnership saying, okay, he's going to have his work. Uh, it's going to be actually his second work will be tomorrow. And then he'll be entered probably, I would say, in two or three weeks he'll be entered. So I, I uh, told my dad, well, we can't enter until we have our, our first, first work, you know, first work, you know, second work. And he goes, well, he already worked once. What? And I, I said, what, <laughs> what are you talking about? I've, I've asked you for a month when this horse is going to work. He's like, oh, I just breezed him. I thought he was breezed. No, he actually worked him. Uh, <laughs> So I went and watched the video. Uh, he actually he had worked four days prior to him telling me that. And, uh, he worked in a three-team set. He went 12A, but uh, the horse kind of broke slow and was all over the place. Okay. But, uh, tomorrow's his second work, and, and then his business. All right. What's the name of the horse again? Walk with Jess. Walk with he's Jess. A, he's a half to a horse named Time for Stoli we have. Mm -hmm. Pretty good allowance horse. Been been running good and uh, a couple hundred yard dashes, but it's a walk through fire out of uh, Mr. Jess Perry mm -hmm. Mayor. We got it at the sale and, uh, you know, got high hopes for this one. Walk with Jess there. So second official work would would already happen by the time you listen to this podcast because you listen to it on Sunday before trials night. Uh, walk with Jess would already work. So I'll be looking forward to a tweet from you, maybe an update and see how the horse worked. Yeah, if you want, go to the Los Al website. Uh, once they upload it, you can watch it. And, uh, you know, a few topics for the post-show. I actually have notes here. We are talking beforehand. You talked about your dad and your horse kind of work, working in the dark. Yeah. Letting, without letting you know. Yeah. That's always fun. <laughs> but, you know, we we went out, um, I want to say, yeah, Sunday after the races. Uh, we went out for, for a couple. Went, went out for a post-happy uh, hour uh, beverage. And uh, we said... Uh, Kind of said, we didn't say goodbye. We no. said, have a good night because we know we'll see him back again. But shout out to Jason, Jason, who was working here in the press box for what, almost two years? Yeah, and uh, he did a really good job and uh, he, he held it down uh, for Orlando. You know, Orlando's got a lot of hats he wears, but Orlando uh, would, would put up the scratches and changes. He did your race results. Uh -huh. and, you know, he did a lot of things. He worked for the thoroughbreds in the daytime as well. So, he definitely did a lot of different jobs as well, and uh, we were sad to see him uh, go. So Jason, because uh, he had a, another full time, he had another full time job. He wanted to. Uh, he's newly married, mm -hmm. so he, he wanted to take some some relaxing time and actually spend more time at home. But you know, he's a, he was always a, a nice guy, polite. How you doing? This and that. Good worker. But here we go out of nowhere. He starts saying, oh, yeah, I've been betting on the side as well. We had no idea he actually bet on the races. All I knew that he liked poker. He, yeah. he asked us one night to play poker. So I knew he kind of had a, a gambling bug. He never said anything. He never asked for any picks or anything. Mm -hmm. And uh, his quarter PD would, would sit down here with me, and, and we would talk about it all night. But you know, he, like we said, he was very quiet. When we would do the NCAA brackets, yeah. he was uh -huh. the silent trigger. Oh, yeah, that was his I nickname, right? I thought that was one of the yeah. best nicknames. It was. Shout I, out to Jason. Good nickname. I couldn't believe who it was when I found <laughs> out. But, uh, no, he, he uh, started watching Los Al at night. And he was playing some, and he had some success, and he'd tell us about it. But, you know, he, he's off to bigger and better things now. But he did say that when he comes back, he will be bringing pizza. Ooh, my man, Jason. 
looking forward to it. So shout out to Jason. Hope to see you here. Maybe on a busy night, you can come help us out uh, for a night there. So, but now everybody's going to be talking Derby. This podcast will be out before Kentucky Derby. I asked Professor G who he likes. He gave me either Justify or Justify or Mendelssohn. And uh, I agree. I agree on Ben Mendelssohn. I think he's ultra talented. He's obviously traveled all across and taken his talent to the turf, uh, to the dirt. And now he's going to come back to to Churchill. Uh, and I think he's talented. He, he, you know, there was a speed bias on Dubai World uh, World Cup night. Uh, the, the front was a place to be. Obviously, he won easily. Uh, the question is, who did he beat? But we know about his breeding. We know about how much they paid at auction, $3 million. Yeah. bucks. We know he's a half-brother to Beholder. Uh, so he's definitely the horse, the buzz horse. And I'm going to make him my check mark, my top pick, Mendelssohn. Uh, do you like anyone in Derby? I went with Bolte Oro. Okay. Uh, just because uh, he, he's been right there with Justify. Mm-hmm. But, you know, and I like horses that are, are a little uh, closer to the pace there. That's the kind of my philosophy on racing. Uh, yeah. I think if uh, you can stay out of trouble, yeah. uh, that's always a plus, And you especially got to navigate that in the Derby. And uh, I like Justify in second. I usually – I also like to – keep along with horses that have raced against yeah. each other and go exact as plus uh, I got to go for the West coast. So those are my top. Yeah. Two. So I do agree on both two or that's my, my second choice. And Magnum moon would probably be my third choice. The only reason why I'm playing against justifying this spot, because I think it's not because of the Apollo curse is that's, that's out the window. I think if you're talented, you're talented, yeah. no matter what, but I think justify has gotten more like walks in the park. Uh, and I don't think that's going to – this is probably the spot to play against a horse like that. He's done everything so easy because he's ultra-talented, but then again, he hasn't faced the big fields. He hasn't a lot of, gotten a lot of kickback in his face. I think that's probably the only knock I can find against him, and I think uh, the Derby is a place to try to beat him. But maybe he's just a freak like he everybody thinks he is. There's no doubt that he's ultra-talented, but I'm going with Mendelssohn on top, Mendelssohn on top. Uh, I think it's going to be a fun derby. I think it's wide open top to bottom. Yeah, there's not a whole lot to go against Justify on. Uh, just maybe that lack of experience. But Scotty McKeever, he has me on both the Oro. Really? Uh, after he talked up the race of, of him losing to Justify. Yeah, me too. I mean, I was like, oh, you know, if Scotty's that confident, you know, because I thought Justify got the better of mm-hmm. him. But I, I think uh, both the Oro is a little, a little more tested, and hopefully he bounces back and, and learns from that one. That's my uh, that's my pick. And 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 to touch back on that, and then send the in the derby, sending a derby, they could have gone around again, and and Boldiora was never going to go no, by Justify. No. Justify just looked so strong, but that's because he he got what he wanted in the front end. Yeah, he had it all. Yeah, way. yeah. So uh, it's tough to make up uh, ground on horses like that. So that's a little bit of a derby talk. Um, and maybe uh, we'll get some some winners on trials night. Anything else? No, I think that's it. I'm looking forward to a big Sunday night. How about this? Professor G was giving you a gripe for he's like no ketchup on hot dogs. You guys know about my no no <laughs> cheese on tacos, right? Yeah, that's why they have quesadillas. So I win that argument hands down. All you guys on I team didn't cheese, even know that was a thing. All you guys on team cheese, just just give it up, give it up. Team no cheese on tacos. But anyways. To the ketchup on hot dogs, I didn't know what this was a thing. Um, I just assume my my preference of toppings on hot dogs, if I could get them, hot dog, uh, uh, ketchup, mustard, some onions, and pro- probably some jalapenos. That's probably my perfect choice 
of hot dogs, but with this argument of no ketchup on hot dogs, is this real? When Ellis Davis, uh, a longtime charter caller at Santa Anita, and he came to work with me, you know, I started bringing up hot dogs, and I'm pretty plain. Just yeah. ketchup. That's yeah. it. Mm -hmm. Orlando would start, like, throwing up almost in the face. <laughs> he hated the smell. He said, I put too much ketchup on it. <laughs> and Ellis said, yeah, you know, Curtis, you're not really supposed to put ketchup on it. Really? Ooh. And I, said, what are you, I thought he was joking. Yeah, I said, yeah. what are you talking about? He goes, man. It's kind of looked down upon in the hot dog world. You're just supposed to put mustard, mustard. right? Yeah. I, was, I thought they were jacking with me, but yeah, the, apparently that, that's like a, a big faux pas for the hot dog world is put yeah. ketchup on there. Yeah, I wasn't a, I wasn't a hot dog connoisseur uh, until I heard <laughs> that it's really, and a lot of people just, you're supposed to dip it in mustard. That's what I hear from people too. Like, what? See, I hate the smell of mustard. Yeah. So I can't even imagine. Yeah, I that. can't put a lot of mustard. I, I, I'll put mustard in it, but I can't, I can't can dump mustard on it. Yeah, so I ever since happy hour started, I started getting <laughs> hot dogs more. Yeah. But I try and keep the ketchup to a minimum. All right, that's going to be it. So we'll end up with some ketchup talk there <laughs> and hashtag Team No Cheese. I know you guys are out there. But Trials Night, looking forward to it. Uh, my Probably my best bet will probably be Bud Break. Uh, as far as the quarter horses go, I think Bud Break in the second trial of the night in race number four will probably be my strongest opinion. And you went with? Uh, last race, I'm going with Stevie B, Flash of Cash on the outside. All right. That's going to be fun. Thanks, guys, for listening in. We'll be back next week. All right. Bye, yeah. everybody. Looking forward to it. See you later.